Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano and Andy Mattioli. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Roma Press Podcast. We hope you are doing very well. Just a couple of days ahead of the match against Napoli and after yesterday's victory in the Europa League over Cluj, which... Andy, that embodied everything, again, that I don't like about the Europa League. Roma, they win on a dubious penalty and then a, a an own goal. So that that is the perfect metaphor for the Europa League. So I don't want to dwell too much on the match because what went from a very difficult match on Sunday against Napoli has now taken an entirely different complexion. And obviously that is due to the fact that the world of football has unfortunately lost Diego Maradona. And Andy, this this match now, it goes from one that you could argue is the most challenging and difficult one for Roma up to date. And now all eyes will be on this match. Yes, and we have to um, in, in some way uh, thank the higher powers that there is not going to be any fans at the stadium. Yes, yes. Because that would be absolute torture. Yeah, and obviously it's very emotional. You don't even have to support Napoli to understand how big of a loss this is. I mean, regardless of what you thought of Maradona, for me, just because I was um, I was in Verona in the airport when I, when I read the news on the television and everybody sort of just froze in their tracks. And to be honest with you, it, it felt like one of those times where you'll look back in 5, 10, 15, however many years you want to use. And, and it's almost like you will remember this moment just because it is one of those times times where you knew where you were when you heard it's hard to describe to be honest it it is hard to describe and it's uh, it's one of those things that uh, you know we we sat here unfortunately a, a few months ago um well well almost almost a year ago when uh, when 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 kobe passed and it it was yes, a very yes. similar feeling because we are dealing with um you know, a lot of a lot of people in in these days, in these last few days, and in, in these last hours or so, have you know, have used the words, "Oh, he was a god," and uh, you know, the king of football, and and all those things. But it, more so, he was he was you know, a, a Maradona was a myth. Um, I never, you know, I never had the luck of seeing any any games by him. Obviously, I've seen clips. You know, I've seen some of his best goals. I've seen that, but there is that element of you know exactly who he is just based on his name. Like with the with the greatest ones, you know who these people are based on their names alone. And Maradona, similarly to Kobe, elevated an entire sport. You know, there is the pre-Maradona era with, yes, with Pelé, with uh, with the whole Dutch phase in the 70s. But the sport changed forever when he entered the stage and sort of took the sport by the hand in the 80s and just made it this, you know, global sensation. And everything that is about the sport is in Maradona. And, you know, some of our most favorite players, uh, that whole generation of Totti, of Del Piero, um, Maldini, uh, everybody in that generation, uh, Chabi Alonso, 
um, everybody was inspired by by him, by Maradona, playing when they were teenagers, when they were children, watching the TV or going to the stadium to see, you know, Bruno Conti uh, battle it out with Maradona himself. Uh, that that's 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 the reality that we're talking about here. It, it was it was a, a, a whole it was a whole world that was made accessible by him, um, by the likes of him, and and so what now he's gone, but he leaves us with this great heritage of of a sport that many people today know and love because of him. Yeah, absolutely. The thing is, you you don't even have to be old enough to have watched Maradona live. You you heard about him from friends. You heard about him from family. You watched him on YouTube. You just know that he is among the in the Mount Olympus of footballers. He is at the peak, and it is such a huge loss. But from Roma's standpoint, this does sort of take on a very different feel, only because, again, you get the sense that a lot of the football world will have their eyes fixated on this match simply to see how Napoli responds, right. what they do within the stadium, the yes. emotions outside of the stadium. Yes. You could hear the chanting in their Europa League game against Rijeka. Yes. You could hear the chanting as if they were inside the stadium. That was that was insane. It, it was. And, and it's almost like Roma are in this position now where they are almost the... Um, the antagonist, yeah. Right, yeah. Everybody who will be watching this match because, of course... And you don't blame them. I mean, okay, this is a Roma podcast. Obviously, we want Roma to win. But all things considered, Andy, if this was anybody else, we would say, oh, of course we want Napoli to win, to honor Maradona. Uh, no question about that. As Roma supporters, you always want your team to win, regardless of the circumstances. And, and you know, Roma, I think for the first time in a while, walk into a game of this magnitude, uh, you know, with the right attitude. Or at least they come off results that, can grant them uh can can help them be more focused or be be more assured of themselves that you know otherwise i i i would have been more pessimistic but um you know they i think that one of the things that i liked about this really uh, just <laughs> quite depressing Europa League game um, at Cluj. And it's not because it was in Romania, but come on, you know, the, the fog, the, 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 the minus five degrees Celsius temperature, which I think translates to about 40 degrees uh, Fahrenheit, um, just, you know, everything about that game uh, screamed Europa League in my face. <laughs> and But the one thing that I liked about it is that we handled it um, just as it should have been handled, meaning we spent very little energy on it. We, you know, we refreshed some, 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 dy some dynamics, key dynamics. Um, you know, you could see the, the, the passing was good. Um, the team felt organized, you know, they didn't fall asleep. It was low energy, but they were there. They were present. You managed to, um, to rest some key players. You, you rested Pedro, you gave Jeco um, a little bit of, uh, of minutes into his legs, um, it, it, you 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 know you you started Calafiori, uh, you managed to get through the, this game without the need of of the injured defenders of you know of 
Jekyll having to play more than say 30 minutes that was a positive that was that was a game where you imposed yourself with very little energy and you know in those games that's all that matters that's that that's what you want from those games now you enter this game this Napoli game which is again as you just said it sort of assumes a whole new meaning um in in the wake of of Maradona's death this is this is a, a key match for Napoli, for the fans. As you said, everybody will be looking at this game in order to see the response. And usually this would, I, I mean, as a neutral fan, I would have loved to see this game with the stadium full. I yes. mean, this oh would be... Oh my gosh, that would have been unbelievable. Insane. This would have been insane and stuff of nightmares for, for, the, oppose, for the opposing team, which is us. Um, and and but I, I, again, we come into this game with with a much more uh, reassuring uh, attitude, and and I think that in the light of recent results, we can hope that that they overcome whatever you know intimidation they feel going into this match. Um, they have the tools at their disposal. Uh, hopefully. All three defenders that are recovering, um, Smalling, Mancini, Ibanez, will fully recover by Sunday. Uh, there is hope. Otherwise, you know, if one of them is absent, Fazio tested negative, so Fazio should be good to go. Um, <laughs> if you know, Great. <laughs> I must say, yes, it's one of the few times that I was actually uh, uh, positively, uh, you know, just was happy about that thing, about that news of Fazio recovering in time. Um, so, yeah, I just think that they have the right tools at their disposal. They have the right mindset coming into this game and they can do some damage. And it would be it would be a great result if you could grab a win because um, you would put some distance between between yourself and Napoli, you would perhaps catch up to 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 Sassuolo um, as they confront uh, Conte's Inter. So it's you know this is I wouldn't say again that it's the most important match of the season because I'm sure there is going to be many more like this, but it certainly feels like a great game. You know, like a, a real like a real football game, a real Serie A game that you really want to see at all costs. Save big money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com. For more great deals. Save big money at Menards. You mentioned yesterday's performance. Again, Europa League, you're in Romania, it's cold. I don't want to draw too many conclusions from it. You had half of the team essentially playing out of position. You had Spinat Zola as a central defender. As you just said, that is one of those matches where you go there, pardon my French, but you shit house for 90 minutes. I don't right. care how you get the goals. And then you get the heck out of there. So really beyond the result, I don't think it's really worth discussing much beyond that. But as far as the defense goes, you talked about the guys recovering Smalling, Mancini, Ibanez. Now, <laughs> let's say that you are missing one or two of them. As far as confidence goes, we discussed this on the previous episode, but how much does that alter how you view Roma's chances in getting a result? Well, it, it, it is certainly tricky to approach this game um, 
without without those three, without Mancini, Smalling, and Ibanez, um, just because they, you know, immediately they instill a confidence in you. They 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 certainly look like the best backline that Roma right now can afford to have. And uh, going into this game, you you will have to deal with. You know, with 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 Insigne, with Mertens, perhaps they'll you know perhaps they'll play with Petania out there. Who knows? But it, it, these games are so different than most other games because this is all about what happens mentally. You know, it, it, as the game progresses, it's it, there is very. I would I would probably go out and say that there is very little tactics tactics involved, but that would probably sound stupid but it's i think that these games are more prone to be directed by the the mental toughness of the players than any mm. other thing i mean it's all about staying concentrated and i think with that backline you have better chances of not losing focus of not falling asleep of 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 staying ready until the very last minute of the game and, you know, as soon as you start to fiddle with that, as soon as you start to say, okay, well, maybe Juan Jesus will play. Or even Cristante, who has done well. But to me, these games are just not meant to to go experimenting to that extent. Um, so I would definitely say that if we miss one of those defenders or maybe even two, um, then I would certainly feel less sure about this game i would i would feel that i i would feel if if you know i would i would not expect a a, a win necessarily if mm-hmm. we don't go into this game without that particular backline just because it's again this roma is has has two departments that they're best at right now the the the, the attack is great and it's it's all about the veteran presence and it's about being smart and the defense it's about staying organized and and Mancini Smalling Ibanez so far have have been great at doing that at at at, at staying focused and giving this team a, 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 a reassurance from the back which is, has been you know a, a struggle uh, you know even a year ago it was a major struggle to to sort of give this team a, a positive sign on defense on the defensive end, and now you would hope to have them all available um, because that gives you an immense advantage going up against the team that is fast, that that know that is that is very good technically. They are shaky sometimes. They are, obviously, on the defensive end, they struggle just as much as we struggled a year ago. Um, obviously, their fullbacks should be the primary targets of our forwards. Um, but we'll see what happens because, again, this is all about what happens mentally uh, amongst the players. I wanted to talk about Napoli. So they did win in the Europa League yesterday, just like Roma. However, if we go back to the previous match day, this is not a team that is going through a great moment. Gattuso even admitted it. They're struggling in big matches. You just mentioned the fullbacks. Yes, I think they can be exploited there. Koulibaly, Manolas, they were nightmarish against Milan. So obviously you you would think with Jekyll coming back, even though he, he's been off for a few weeks, hopefully... He can exploit them. But how do you draw conclusions from this Napoli side? Because I said this on the previous episode. There's moments where they have these just flashes where they look like the best team in the Serie A. But then you see them against Milan and they look terrible. 
again, against Milan, they didn't have Osimhen. He has a huge role in the way they play. However, Napoli has just shown way too many moments where they look really, really shaky. For sure. Yeah, this is definitely a different Napoli that we're seeing. Again, um, you know, Gattuso did a wonderful job of getting, of resurrecting this team after uh, Ancel the Ancelotti disaster, which, you know, everybody denied for a long time that it was happening. And then when it's, when when everything was, was just crumbling, then everybody decided to hop on the bandwagon of the Ancelotti hate. Um, and Gattuso did a great job of getting this team motivated again and, and actually helped them win a trophy. Um, so, but, but at the same time, this is a, a, a team that is, is very inconsistent, quite, quite as inconsistent as Roma was in, in Fonseca's first year. Um, they, they are shaky on the defense. Um, they squander a lot of chances. Um, they have these reference points that without them, they really can't do much. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what they come up with in, um, in, 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 with Bakayoko's absence, because, you know, he's been doing the dirty work. He, ha he he's the one that, uh, sort of took over the Alan role of, of, of really just being the gritty midfielder that um, helps give the team a, a certain shape. And uh, with, you know, with Osimhen possibly starting from the bench or perhaps not being called up at all, um, this is this is a different team we're talking about, but at the same time, you just cannot you know you just cannot write off a, a, a team with with Insigne, with Mertens, with even Lozano out there, um, Politano, who was probably the only remarkable player uh, to an extent for uh, Napoli against Milan. So again, this is you know we we call this team in Italian in Insidiosa. This is a team that is is always going to find a way to give you problems because. The, the quality is there. Maybe as as a whole, they they don't know what to do with the ball. But as soon as you get the ball to somebody like Insigne, that guy can hurt you from from in many many ways. Same as same as Mertens. Um, and again, it's also going to be interesting if they're going to play Ospina um, because Alex Meret uh, hasn't been looking good this season. Ospina is is a much better goalkeeper, in my opinion, right now in this present moment. So I also expect him to have an absolute masterclass if he was to start. Yeah, that's how it always goes. So prediction then. Because I have no clue which way to to take this. I I, I really oh, wow. don't. Because yeah. I, I I feel like the the emotional part it, it's difficult to even quantify or put into words. I guess this well I guess this would be like if Roma were playing if Totti passed away or something, right? I I mean wow. it would be akin to that. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that's the only way for us to understand what they're going through. When you take an individual player, you're hard pressed to find other examples in world football about a singular player who meant more to a singular club. Again, other than Totti, maybe? I, there's very few names. So I, I guess it's difficult for us to grasp how much of the right. emotional and the mental part in all of this will affect everything. Can we can we agree that it's not going to be a high-scoring game? Yeah, No, I don't think it will. No, I, I, I really don't. I thought maybe a 1-2-1. One -one, right. That was where I was leaning. I don't think we can discount how bad Napoli looked last weekend because I, if you didn't watch a match, it's difficult to express how bad they were. But they were, Andy, very bad. 
they had you know they had that problem of uh, of having the ball at their feet for the majority of the game but really not a clue as to what to do with that ball um and and when when milan counterattacked they they looked absolutely deadly to to napoli and um even somebody of of Koulibaly's quality um looked like uh, Juan Jesus uh, off mm. the uh, the first Juan Jesus you see off the street that was Koulibaly uh, against Milan uh, Manolas looked like a, like a, like a, like a child um, being schooled uh, every time a, a Napoli a Milan winger went at him so obviously the, the, this is a team that's not going through an excellent phase um I think Gattuso uh, it, it needs to figure out things because because uh, this team clearly is not riding on that high post Ancelotti. I mean, you know, almost a year ago that happened. They sacked Ancelotti, and then Milan went, you know, went really flying high with Gattuso. He he picked them up, and it was it was a team that that worked because they were so motivated. But now. Things are, you know, screws are coming off. You know, it's it's starting to to feel a bit of. Uh, there are problems in the locker room. There is problems tactically. You know, Di Lorenzo uh, just just is not up to it defensively. Mario Rui, uh, you know, it's it's a miracle that he's yeah, still. Yeah, the name speaks for itself. Just absolutely, it's a miracle that he is still at such a highly rated club. Um, so this team definitely has a lot of problems that you can exploit. But as, as you just said, there is that emotional factor. And these games by themselves, without even that emotional factor, they are just grind out wins usually. You know, either team, it's either a draw or a team grinds out a really hard fought win, you know, like a, a one to nothing or two to one. Um, so I think I'm going to go there. But I can't say for sure who wins. I just can't. It's if I was if I was basing my prediction on the form of 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 the given team, then I would say that Roma uh, take uh, are are an advantage. They they go into this game with an advantage, and um and and they go out with with a win in their hand. But at the same time, it's just you know that 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 emotional high that you get when you have a, an extra reason to play and an extra reason to to sort of show the fans that you really care that it's the napoli they saw against against milan is not the real napoli uh, then it it gets pretty tough and when you when a football team decides to play for the whole city for the whole region really um then it it becomes even tougher if we just want to talk about this simple tactics of it, who will be available, the managers, players. I think the biggest, we talk about Roma potentially missing one of Smalling, missing one of Mancini, Banias, whoever it may be. I think they'll at least have two of the three there. I feel like Bakayoko, though, is the biggest loss on both sides. Well, yeah, they need to figure out who who fills into that role. Uh, Fabian has been nothing short of a disappointment so far. Uh, just all of, overall crappy crappy season so far um and and they don't really have with with Ancelotti being gone they they brought in a, a number of players uh, including them and and Lobotka but they haven't had an impact on Napoli the way they expected them to and and so now they have to figure out whether you play with Zielinski there and 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 somebody else or 
do you bring in one of Demme or Lobotka? Yesterday it was Demme playing in the Europa League. So this is this is a, a, a team that is shaky, and it's it's a it's a team that closely closely resembles Roma last season. Meaning mm. a team that has quality, a lot of question marks, uh, a lot of a lot of players that are inconsistent. Um, some good results, some 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 really disappointing ones, and a coach that has come at a point where he needs to figure out what this team is all about, what he wants from this team, and how he's supposed to lead this team. Because the the motivational high that he brought to this team is gone. Right now, it's all about Gattuso reconnecting with his players and um, and really showing everybody that he is a good uh, football coach. Um this is, you know, I think this is at a crossroads. This is the moment where it's been a year. This has been his team for a year. Now it's time to really impose himself as the, the man in Napoli. And uh, this is a perfect chance for him. Same as it is perfect, the, the perfect chance for Fonseca to once again say, this is where I'm taking Roma. This is the direction we're headed. This is... I've worked my ass off for a year and a half, and these are the the th- this is where I start getting the results I wanted. And um, I would absolutely love if this Sunday I get to celebrate a Roma win. I know it's going to be extremely difficult. There is so many just complex circumstances. Um, it, it's it's really it's bigger than this game. But at the same time, that's why the magnitude of this game alone is so great, especially since the day before you're looking at Sassuolo Inter, which, again, it's um, it, it, that's also going to be a real battle. So before we go, we, we talked about at length the, the emotional side of this, how it's difficult to quantify. I didn't want to bring this up, but just in the, uh, in the interest of keeping our pessimistic nature here... <laughs> The only thing I have to tell you, if, if, we, if we want to sort of just disregard what Roma have done recently, Andy, the thing in these big matches that worries me most, particularly when it comes to Fonseca, do we want to talk about his record since he arrived against top five sides? Because Let's talk about it. <laughs> it's really, really bad. I don't know what it is, but under Fonseca in these big matches, Roma looked different and it's difficult to explain and you just look at this season okay we, we can't di- disregard last season we can throw that out this season you had the match against milan and you had the uh, the match against juventus, juventus. yeah both draws both draws you go up 2-0 against juve they go down 10 men sorry you go up 2-1 on juve down to 10 men and then they still manage to score on you and they completely disintegrate you in the final 20 minutes that, so that's the thing. If you just take it from a this-season perspective, recent history perspective, um, as far as the Milan match goes, too, do, do Roma deserve the draw? I, I think you'll find split opinion on that. You could make the case, though, that they did deserve to lose. I thought Milan at moments were unlucky. Now, Roma, they didn't have nearly the same amount of scoring chances as Milan, but still, they they, they got the result, which is obviously a great thing, but... It, it it is just so odd what happens to them in these big matches under Fonseca. Is that is that something that's just purely mental in your mind, or or is there more to it? Is it is it tactically that these bigger teams play different against Roma, or vice versa, Roma play different against these big teams? 
Well, it must be. It must be both. It must be the mental and the tactical. It's. It's. It always uh, to me. It, it goes hand in hand when in in these situations. And um, you know, you said the season, but I think everybody looks back on that Spinazzola error against Inter again. You yes. have the game in hand. You have the game in hand. How many times? Has Fonseca, uh, Fonseca and his Roma had the game in hand in these big matches and just let go of it just like that at the snap of a finger so many times we, we, we and and it's against Juve was the same thing it was you you saw a team for the first 60 minutes a team with a purpose a team that was really not going down in a fight and then you just got the opposite of it um meaning the the, the opponent went down to 10 men with Rabiot being out. And not only didn't you take advantage of it, you let them score on you, and exactly. then they, you just look deflated. You look defeated as if you had lost the the, the, the that one player, um, as if you were down to 10 men and really struggling. And um, against against Milan, it was all about playing catch-up. You know, they, they, were, they were just knocking on your door and you were trying to knock back on theirs and um, I, I you know you can't afford to do this against Napoli this is a game that if you go up or you know if you have the chance to score you score and that's the end of it there you know there is obviously as you just said I think there is going to be implications also um, regarding this match as to how we view uh, Fonseca's uh, chances going forward in the big matches. Um, this is a, a chance for everybody to prove themselves. It would be a great thing to 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 sort of climb up the table and, and really for other teams to start, you know, putting a little bit more respect on you. Um, but but again, it's it's this is this is a really unique game and um, the scoreline I think would will be pretty unique too. Mm, okay. All right, everyone. Let us know how you think it will end up between Roma and Napoli this weekend. Eager to hear your predictions. That's where we will leave it. So we'll be back following the match on Sunday. As always, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. And we will talk to you on Monday. So until then, ciao. Ciao.